You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hello and welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. I'm Craig and I'm the host of the podcast and I'm joined by Chris and Greg. Hello guys, welcome back. Hello. Hello, good to be back. Welcome back to the the third season, or is it series? I'm not really sure. Series three, we're in the UK here, it's series three, now this season. We talk about football, it's season. Oh well, I'm not sure. That's true, I'll get up. Right, season three, episode one, it's about the 90th episode. To be honest, I can't believe that we're still on. (laughs) If we were on a a radio station, we'd get axed by now, definitely. (sighs) We'd have been axed by about programme nine, if we'd been on a radio station. (laughs) Did I ever say that somebody gave me a review and said that it wasn't getting any better, I should just give up? (laughs) (laughs) I take it on the chin, though. It's probably some rival podcast trying to force you off the air. Maybe that's what it was, aye. I, I was having none of it, Imagine if there's an English person at this. <laughs> Three guys talking nonsense about the English game. <laughs> That'd be superb. They'd need to find a boring host, though. <laughs> right, so this is the first podcast of the season, and as always, we're going to have a wee bit of a preview of the season ahead, as well as covering games that have started already, like the Ramsons Cup, and also European football started away back in June, something like that. So the agenda is the European football, Ramsons Cup. We'll discuss our expectations for our own clubs, that's Motherwell, Celtic and Rangers. Then we'll have a look at the leagues, who we think will win their respective leagues and who we think will be relegated. And for the, the top tier, we'll maybe discuss the European spots as well. Obviously, discuss the renaming of the leagues, the farcical renaming, but then we've got the return of the charity bet from McBookie, and then we'll end on the predictor and make our predictions for the games, the upcoming games in the top tier of Scottish football. So we'll start off with clubs in Europe. Hibs, Celtic and St. Johnson have already featured in Europe, and one is already out after getting absolutely humped the the away game wasn't too much of a humping, but to get beat 7-0 at home is just embarrassing. I, I don't know where Hibs go from there. I don't know how they managed to pick themselves up for the coming season because that that really hurts. I think Fenland's maybe got half a dozen games to prove that he's, uh, he's a man to take them forward because that, I mean, OK, they're playing a decent side, but that's an absolute hounding. Even even if you can't half time for nothing down, you at least turn around and say, look, no matter what happens, we're not losing any more goals second half. And they concede another three. It sounds as though they just flung the towel in. Yep. Uh, there was at least one newspaper last week was suggesting he's got into the derby. Mm. And if he loses that, he's it. Mm. Am I right to say that that's on the 11th of August? So it's not long. It's not far away, eh? It's, I think it, you might be right. Maybe like Aye. Up, second weekend of the season, I think, isn't it? It's sometime in August, I don't know that much. I don't know. I, I think I, I don't like to to jump the gun here, but I think that I think that he should be sacked now. I just don't think he's done a good enough job at Hibs. I think that the the warning signs have been there, and then to get beat seven 0 at home, yeah. this isn't even against a decent side. Mamo have got U- European pedigree, but they're they're not a brilliant side. No, I mean his his cup record, despite losing in the finals, has been you know, reasonable, but the league the league record is just it's not good enough. 
Even then, I mean, they were one of the teams that got knocked out by Queen of the South last yeah. season in yeah. the League Cup. So, I mean, yeah, made the final, but the League Cup was pretty poor. The league was, it started so well and then fell away. And then, to get, I mean, that, I haven't mentioned it yet, but that 9-0 aggregate is now a new record for Scottish football. It's the worst ever defeat. It's, uh, it's a 53-year-old record because Rangers held it at 12-4 from the 1960s, the start of the 1960s. Straight in there with the stats, Chris. <laughs> it's also the biggest hounding at home because uh, Hearts 5-0 defeat the Spurs in 2011. Held that for just a couple of years. So the 7-0 is now the record. So I don't think Hibs really wanted to have these records. It's certainly not a great way to start the season. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I was coming out, I heard it when I was coming out of the stadium at McDermott Park because I went along to see St Johnson against Rosenberg. I was a St. Johnson fan for the night. Some might say that that's my big team. Can't comment on that. That's your big team. You've been there a few times now. I have. I have. Uh, £25 to get in was reasonable uh, against a a decent side, Rosenberg. uh, A top European side, I'd go as far as saying, a Champions League side. And St. Johnson thought they did really well, especially in the first half. I thought that they they could have made it 2-1 quite easily. The second half, they parked the bus a bit, and I think a, a big part of that was Hasselbank going off and they let their number two bomb into the box far too often. But uh, St Johnson done really well. Stevie May scored a good goal after a wee bit of indecision in defence. And there was a few good saves at the end from Manus. So I, it was a, a good night out, but I didn't get my steak and chorizo pie because they didn't have any. They had steak and peppercorn sauce. But my mate, I sent my mate and he just That's came back with a plain steak. So, aye, I was disappointed, but I'm going to go back again for the game against Minsk. Cool. And hopefully I'll get a good tasty pie then. That's a week on Thursday. Avoid the vegetarian one. I had that last game of the season, and it's just, it's beyond belief. I can't even begin to describe the content of this thing. It is absolutely stinking. So, yep. But St. Johnston have got a, a history for run a pies, you know. Did that last game of the season. Did they have your chorizo pie last week? Get in there early, mate. I know, I know. I was in, I was in early, but I had a pint quite quickly. But it was good. It was quite a, a busy stadium. Quite a lot turned out. It's, I think it's about eight thousand odd. I read the report, but eight thousand odd in the yeah. McDermott Park. It's, it's never any eight thousand in McDermott Park. Yeah, was, was there not about fifteen thousand Easter Road? I think so. Yeah, I probably helped the fact that neither of them are on television. Which yeah. I suppose, for one perspective, is good. But in another perspective, I'd quite like to watch that. I mean, that's uh, the gamble you take, I suppose. If they've got that many people through the turnstile, I can't really quibble about it. It's, it's obviously paid off for the club himself. Yeah, paid off big time for St. Johnson. That'd be them well sorted financially, getting nearly 8,000 fans in through the gates. Well, you say uh, that, but there's know. talk about having to charter planes here, there and everywhere, and that's cost them a fortune. Both St. Johnson and Motherwell are having problems yeah. with it. Are they? I was, going, I was going to talk about that later on, we talk about Motherwell's European tie, but we are we are almost certainly going to lose money out of this uh, this European um, two-legged tie. Almost certainly. That's shocking. I mean, UEFA have got to do something like that. If they're going to have teams playing in their competitions, they should be covering the bloody costs. Yeah, or they should, they should at least be having a move towards regionalising the draws. Because, I mean, the, out of the teams we could have got, that was probably about the worst one, to be fair. But, I mean, there's no, there's no direct flights to this place, so... Um, if you're going commercially, you're going to have to go via Moscow. If you're mother, well, you're chartering a plane. So there's, there's, typically what they do is offer a package where you can travel with the, the players in the squad at a slightly inflated 
um, figure in terms of if you were going on your own. But to go with the squad to Russia next week is the priceless sum of £1,350. And that's, 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 and that's a discounted rate <laughs> because it's supporters. It's, it's for, so the club are paying per individual probably fifty upwards of £1,500 each. That's ridiculous. So, I mean, it's just, I mean, there's no way, there's no way we're going to make a bean out of this European thing. Yeah, and the thing I couldn't afford to go to Cliftonville. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just mental. It's <laughs> mental. Aye, so Chris, were you at the Celtic game? Like the home leg, obviously. Just, I mean, aye, yeah. I was at, obviously I wasn't at the away leg, but I was at the home leg. Uh, and it was, it was one of those games where you knew we were going to win. You knew we were going through with a 3-0 first leg and... It was pretty pretty standard. If anything, I thought Cliftonville were better in the second leg than they were in the first leg. I thought that you could see in the course of the week between the games that uh, they'd improved quite a bit and they defended really well. So they kept the scoreline respectable. And when Cliftonville had the ball, they were knocking it about quite well. So you know, half decent side for a, a part time side. I think we're entertaining to watch. And I wish them all the best for the, the coming season. But uh, obviously, I'm quite glad that Celtic are in the next round and we'll be playing Elfsburg this coming week. And, the first leg at Celtic Park and the second leg in Sweden. It's the same as last season. You know, we've got the, a team that are sitting somewhat fifth in the, the Swedish league mid-season, uh, just like Helsingborg were last season. Well, hopefully we'll have the same kind of result. It's reasonable prices. £20 for quid, those eh? with a season ticket. That's really good. That's pretty good indeed. Uh, we'll get hammered later on if we, should we progress, but... Oh, I'm sure they will. Yeah. It, when, you're, when you're watching the Champions League, you kind of don't mind paying... The, the higher premium because you know you're getting quality watch I mean it was, was it about 30 quid or something last season I was paying to watch Barcelona you're kidding me on 30 pounds sure it wasn't more than that I, mean, I can't remember exactly how much it was we got a very good rate for the, the three match packages as a season ticket holder right yeah. I think you got I think if you weren't a season ticket holder it was quite a jump yeah but I mean, we got we got a fantastic deal on the three match package yeah I'm, I'm sure I'm sure I was about 30 quid to watch Panathinaikos last year um, we're 25 this year for this Russian mob. But, I mean, you, you think about it in those terms, that you're saying you're paying 30 quid to watch out. You go to, you go to Easter Road these days, that's what, 26 quid. Exactly. For, for parks, but 28 quid if you're a away fan. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's not a bad price. Yeah. So what's happening with Bangura? Well, Spurs is their second top scorer in the league. Five goals and 17 appearances, which is prolific. <laughs> <laughs> he was rotten when he was with us. I mean, there's no... Two ways about it. He just he, he looked rotten, and he needed to go out alone. What I find astonishing is that people don't put these clauses into the, the loan deals these days that say you can't play against your parent club. I mean, it was, it was it's been ten years now since we watched Fernando Morientes playing for AS Monaco on loan from Real Madrid, knock Real Madrid out of the Champions League. You'd have thought after that everybody would have been rushing to put these clauses into the contracts, but it seems not. And there's no contract in Bangura's contract. There's no clause in the contract that will stop him playing against Celtic. Yep. So I would have thought there was I a would template. They would have thought. Just keep it on. simple. There's a template that says you can't play against your parent club. You can't play in a, a cup competition that the parent club is in. So you can't be cup tied. You can be recalled uh, in this window and that window. That kind of thing. You're, you're paid X. I just think it's a, a template that they use. And I just... I can't understand that somebody thought, right, okay, it's in a different country. The chances of playing them are slim, so we won't bother including it. Uh, that's that's just silly. It's amateurish. You should just put it in anyway. 
Exactly. The, the, the question seems to be whether it would be legal under UEFA's terms because they see it, because it's outside the country, they see it as actually just an effective transfer. So, All right. as far as UEFA are concerned, he's Elfsburg player at the moment, not Celtics, so they wouldn't be able to have a, a clause in there at all. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that ties in a bit how Hearts managed to sign Danny Wilson because they had his registration. I think that's slightly different, though, because what they were saying was while they were administration, they couldn't uh, register any players. But as you say, because of the, the the loan deal from Liverpool, he was technically registered with Hearts at the time. So they haven't registered them, they knew. They right, just right. have them. Yeah. Fair enough. So St Johnson are facing FC Minsk. And the guy on Sports Sound straight after the, the game on Thursday there called them Dynamo Minsk, but they're definitely not Dynamo Minsk, despite playing at the Dynamo Stadium. It's definitely <laughs> going to confuse people. And apparently that was Dynamo Minsk's old stadium, but they've moved to one that's a lot, lot smaller. According to Wikipedia, of course, that's where all the facts are. Yes. And Minsk are seventh place in the league after 18 games, and they drew against Dynamo Brest. I quite like that name. <laughs> quite immature like that. <laughs> Aye, so you just mentioned Motherwell against Kuban Krasnodar. That's right. Trips off the tongue, doesn't it? Who? Cuban Cigar? Who? Cuban Cigar. Cigar. Aye. So you didn't yeah. see whether you were going or not in this charter. <laughs> Aye. Well, I think I'll give the charter a miss. I might be able to stretch to the 25 quid to get up to up to fifth part, but I don't think the charter will be happening. Like it's just I was talking to somebody about this the other day. I just I'm, I think because we've qualified for Europe the last I think it's like five seasons out of six, everybody around about here is just a bit fed up with Europe. And to be honest, when you when you go and pull a team like that out the draw, it just begs the question whether there's any point um qualifying and finishing second, because that's your reward for finishing second in the league. Getting drawn to a team that A, nobody's heard of, B, is almost impossible to get to and see, as I seen earlier, the tie, over the course of the tie, we're just going to lose money. So there's just a wee bit of apathy around here at the moment in terms of these European ties, because we've been pretty unlucky the last few years. You know, Last year we got a couple of really tough sides, and this year we've got, albeit an unknown side, one which are more than capable of uh, of, of dishing out a real hiding. When, when uh, I first saw the draw come out, I thought, who are they? That's probably a good sign, given what he's got mm-hmm. last season. Then I went and looked it up and went, uh, OK, yeah. a, a decent Russian side. When they're, when, they're, going to beat. when they're signing guys like uh, Debrio Cisse, then you know they've got a couple of bob behind them. Have they? And, uh, yeah. Yep, oh, well, uh, maybe that's the incentive to go on to Fourth Park. You might get to see him. Aye, they've, they've picked him up, I think, just to... It must have been the close season there, but there's, there's seemingly some guy who's like all these Russian teams or some billionaire who's pumping money into them behind the scenes, so they're, they're definitely a team going places. So, I mean, it's, it's going to be a really, really tough, um, tough two-legged... Uh, two-legged tie for us, so it's home It's home uh, on Thursday, so we just need to hope for a, a, a tight performance and sneaking something away, but to be honest, it's a, it's a huge ask. A huge this, ask. Is where, this is where we get a bit scripted, because I'm going to ask you if there's any information, any interesting tidbits you've got about this team. Or well, like in their history or something? In like their history. An, an incident in their recent history that they might not be too, uh, too keen in sharing. It's funny <laughs> you should mention that. It came to my attention that there was an incident uh, back in 2010 with a player called Nikola Nikizic. And without wishing to cast any aspersions on the club, I'm just going to read what is on Wikipedia about this incident. So I'll add in right here now, it might be complete garbage. But Nikola Nikizic, 
Kaike Zic, a forward from Montenegro, was part of FC Cuban in 2010 and had a valid contract with the club until November 2011. However, in the early 2011 season, FC Cuban decided they wanted to buy different players in his position and tried to force him to dissolve the contract by mutual consent. When he refused, he was beaten up by unknown persons, allegedly, allegedly with ties to the Russian Mafia, at the club office to force him to sign the contract dissolution papers. After being beaten for 20 minutes by two armed men, he did sign the paperwork. He filed a complaint with FIFA president Seb Blatter a couple of days after the incident with attached photos of bruises sustained during the beatings. Eventually, the International Federation of Professional Footballers, with the assistance of the Russian Football Union, forced the club to pay Nikizic a compensation of €180,000. So, clearly a club by a chequered past, so if there's any incentive to, to beat them Thursday, it's just to, um, it's just to put right those wrongs. I like that, I like that, but Greg, maybe we should script more of this. Well, you know, if I can get a pronunciation rehearsed in advance, <laughs> then it might be an idea, as long as we don't pick any more Montenegr- Montenegrin players, I think we'll be fine. But aye, they're obviously a shower of bams, a shower of vodka swelling. <laughs> Vodka swelling, tatty munching, salt mining, Russians. So, uh, aye, it'll be a tough one. It'll be a tough one Thursday, really. Well, I think, uh, like I say, if we can maybe get something out the first leg and hang on second leg, it's probably the best we're going to do. But uh, we'll see. Am I right in saying that the BBC have picked the Celtic game? Just the away leg. The home leg isn't on television. Normally, Celtic uh, go on about that. Well, all clubs do, but. Uh, they go on about that it's not on TV you must buy a ticket but I didn't see that when I was visiting the Celtic site at lunchtime today Fun enough I haven't noticed that either must be selling pretty well yeah right we'll move on to from the heights of European football to the Ramsden's Cup because the Harry Ramsden's Cup started already <laughs> started on the 13th of July actually does it? Spartans against three Rovers yep is that and a around or something? Oh, aye, that is a preliminary round, yep. And then we got the the big guns coming at the weekend there, and, well, that's Rangers and the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> it be uh, shocks that I spotted, but I don't know if it is a shock, but East Stirling got beat 2-0 by former time. East Stirling rubbish. The sooner the pyramid gets installed, the better. Yeah, I will maybe mention the pyramid a wee bit later on. Uh, Erdrionians, is that their first competitive game with a new name the new old name Elder United rebranded yeah. uh, they, they managed to, to find the history somewhere down the back of a cupboard and they've got <laughs> it back they beat Hamilton and Ann and Athletic beat Morton I think that was the, the shocks that I spotted uh, Rangers Dunfermo beat Cowden Beast that's kind of a shock because Cowden Beast are a league above them but I don't know yeah, they were yeah. fighting out for relegation the two of them last season so yeah, it's pretty close and then Rangers played on Sunday and they won 4 0 with B trialist, not A trialist. I think John Daly must have been A trialist, but B trialist scored twice. So well done, B trialist. I, th- I think the, the, the one they, were, they really shouldn't have admitted to was a third goal scorer. I mean, I wouldn't admit to playing but <laughs> I'm not a fan of his. I was a big fan before he came to Rangers, but after seeing him, it's just, nah, it's just not doing it for Rangers. If he's playing like he was playing before he came, that's fine. But no, he's not. He's just, I don't know, something's happened to him. I don't know if it's just too big a task for him. So I'm not a big fan. 
Right, so how come, how come three Rovers and Spartans had to play a primary round but former team United didn't? Who are former team United? I don't know, but they managed to sneak in, haven't they? Well, they Spartans, I suppose. Spartans are in there as well. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Spartans are in there because they won. Remember that, didn't win it? What? How, yeah, how can three Rovers have beaten Spartans 1-0 and yet Spartans are in the first round? Because Spartans won 4-2. Oh, it was, it was a two-legged thing? Ah. You know what? See, when it comes to Ramsden's Cup, we need somebody in Scottish football to help with that. But... <laughs> right, we'll move on anyway. Right, I like to discuss our expectations for our own clubs in the coming season. I, and for used to, you can mention European football, I can't. Uh, but I can mention the Ramsden's Cup, you just can't, so no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, I'll start. Actually, I, I know what I'd rather have, but Greg, what would you rather have? Ramsden's Cup or Europe? Oh, to be perfectly honest, it's the Ramsden's Cup right now because I can't afford to go to Europe, so I might as well go to watch him play in Albion Rovers. So if you're absolutely skint, there you go, that's a thought. If you're absolutely skint, you can play the Ramsden's Cup. Mm -hmm. If you've got any money, playing the Ramsden's Cup. That's Rangers. My realistic expectations for this season is to win league, whatever league we're in, League One. <laughs> <We're coming up. laughs> I wasn't sure what tier it was. I I got confused. The Ramsons Cup. I'd really like to win that. I, I don't know how many more seasons we've got uh, with the potential of winning this. This could be our second last. Could be our third last. I, I don't know what's going to happen. But I'd really like to win it. I'd really like to go on a run in that because it's something that Rangers have never won before. Do you expect think, to win it? Is that an expectation? Expectation. I expect to get to the final. Yep. I think last season was the shock that we needed. So I expect to get to the final. I'm not not so sure about winning it, but I expect yep. to go all the way. Uh, the League Cup, I think the League Cups are our biggest prospect for the, the big cups, if you like. But I still don't think we're going to win it. But I'd hope for a maybe semi-final in that. Don't need to play too many games to get there. And the Scottish Cup, I just don't know. I, just re- I really don't know because... I, I don't want to comment to him because I'll, I'll be made to look silly. So I so that's me. No European football. I don't know what's going to happen in the start of the league season because the the trialist situation. I know that we can't play we can't play Ricky Foster, Stevie Smith, and Peralta because they signed from outside Scotland and there's an issue trying to get clearance to play as a trialist because I guess a trial trialists are unique to Scotland. As far as I know, it's not something that's really recognised out with this country. So I don't know how it's... I think it's going to be a bit of a bumpy ride as the, the team's chopped and changed up until September the 1st. But I think after that, Rangers will win the league fairly easily. So, Greg, what are you thinking for Motherwell's season? It's a difficult one to call. If, if you start with the league, I mean, the last few seasons we've been... We've overperformed. And although we've brought some decent players in, the summer we've lost... A lot of the guys that really were the core of that team over the last two or three seasons. So it's a wee bit of an unknown for Motherwell just now. I've, I've yet to see them play um, so far this, this pre-season, so nobody really knows what to expect from them. Um, whereas maybe some of the other teams are kind of retaining the core of their squad. We've lost the majority of them, so it, it really could be hit or miss. For a league, I would be, I would be happy with a top six finish. Um, I don't think... There's much prospect of finishing higher than that. Cause I, I, I just, I know I say it every year, but I expect Dundee United to be a bit stronger again this year and 
looking around at teams like St Johnston again, look as though they're they're going to be capable of um, some good football this year as well. Inverness causes problems. Ross County as well. There's there's, there's too many sides in there that would be that be competing for that uh, sort of top three slot. And I've got a feeling we might fall a bit short this year. But I would I would be genuinely happy with a, with a top six finish. Cups, um, League Cup. I'll settle for not getting papped it in the first round. Uh, Scottish Cup, I'll settle for not getting papped it in the first round because <laughs> uh, Eton's got to be an improvement over last season, the cup runs last season were just diabolical, not for, not even um, from the point of view of a supporter because everybody likes seeing their, their team get a decent run in the cup but financially it was, a, it was a crippler for the football club, we need a decent cup run in one of those competitions and, and we got neither last season so um, uh, Scottish Cup's always special um, I think that's the one most most fans like to see their team do well in. So yeah, we run in the cup. I think would um, would be welcome and would be would be well received. In terms of Europe, if we get if we get past this Russian team, I think it's a I think it's an incredible achievement. Um, it's, it's a really tough ask. Um, so any sort of progress on that would be would be great. And even even if we don't progress, even if we make a fist of it this year. And uh, and actually score a goal as opposed to last season where we, we played four European games and didn't score at all. Then that's got to be a step forward as well. So moderate expectations for next season. It's a as I say, it's a new squad, it's a new team. It's pretty hard to um, to assess how they're going to do or how they're going to line up. But the quality of the guys we brought in this summer, I would be hoping we would be would certainly be in the top half of the league. Yeah, I reckon I disagree with you on that because I think, although I know what you're saying about the fact you've changed quite a, a, like half of your team, but I think what you've changed, what you've retained, and what you've brought in pretty much balances it out. I mean, if you take, well, okay, you've lost Higdon, but you've brought in John Sutton, and John Sutton was good for you the last time he was there, and yep. I think he's he, he'll be good again this season. Yep. Uh, you've lost, obviously, Chris Humphrey and Nicky Law, but then you've managed to bring in the likes of Paul Lawson and Ian Vigers for Ross County, who are both pretty mm-hmm. good. You've obviously kept McFadden, which is a fantastic uh, bit of business. Hopefully uh, you'll get you... him fully fit, and I, I, I think yeah, that's one of the key, yeah. the key signings or re-signings, whatever you want to call I, it. I, I think Mullerwell did well last season, and then they brought McFadden in, and they just took off. In fact, they finished the season stronger than Celtic did. I think mm. the, the statistics backed that one up. We've got like two more points in the last sort of ten games or something. Um, bringing in McManus is a good uh, deal as well. I've always liked Big Mac. I think he'll do a, a good job for you. It'll be certainly back in Scotland, deal. It'll do a lot better than they did at Middlesbrough, I think. Yeah, I think he's yeah. back to his level now, and I think yeah, I think it's interesting to see. He was talking about pushing for a Scotland place again. I think that'll be quite good for the the national team. Well, somebody's he... got to score the ninety seventh minute winner against Liechtenstein. Yeah, if <laughs> if he starts to perform for Motherwell and really push for a spot because it's an area that we're kind of struggling a bit in, needing a bit of inspiration in that. The one bit I think Motherwell may struggle in though is the goalkeeper because yep. I think Dan Randolph is a fantastic goalkeeper. Yeah, I know you brought in was it two new goalkeepers? Uh, one, just the one. One. Hollis and... has been there for he was number two. To, um, Randolph for a while we brought in uh, Nielsen. Whether that'll work for you or not remains to be seen. I think that's probably the key point. See, Randolph was a big player for you. My concern is the, is, is the amount of pace we've lost at the side. Because by losing Humphrey on Oyama, both wings have more or less been nullified. And where we've got Zane Francis Angle that can play left, it looks as though he's a really good prospect. We've got 
next to nothing in that right wing. And not only have we lost Humphrey in the right wing, we've lost, we've lost Hately at right back as well. He's a guy that splits opinion amongst Motherwell support, is Tom Hately. But the fact of the matter is, he missed something like half a dozen games over the last three seasons. And those last three seasons just happened to coincide with three of the most successful ones in recent history. So I think in the right-hand side of that park, we are just... There's nothing there at the moment. Now, McCall's talking about maybe trying to bring somebody wide in with a bit of pace. If he does that, then perhaps. But I just, I've got a feeling that the whole team's going to set up differently this season from what we've seen the last two or three seasons. Now, it's not to say it won't work, but I think it's going to be a real um, a real change in approach from, from what we've seen for the last couple of years. So, I mean, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that, like I said, the quality of the guys we've brought in to do a job, but without having seen all these guys play together on a consistent basis, it's it's, it's a difficult call to make whether or not that's going to work out for us or not. But it's I agree with you, Chris. Between the sticks, I think that's where we're. I think that's where we're going to be most suspect because as much as as, as Michael Higgins scored all the goals last season, Darren Randolph earned us just as many points by playing the Nets last year. What's happening with Hately? Has he confirmed that he's definitely not going to re-sign or? He was. Um, I think the problem with Tom Hately was, I think there was an offer on the table for Tom Hately up at Motherwell. Um, the problem with Tom is he fancies himself as a midfielder. He's played a few times for Motherwell in midfield and to be honest, I never thought it looked like a, a comfortable position for him. But he's keen, I think, on getting a move somewhere else where he's got more of a chance of playing in midfield. Now, as it stands at the moment, he doesn't have a club. So I'm not sure whether his agent or... Whoever else might have been suggesting there was potential moves on the card for him. I mean, the big rumour before the end of last season was he was heading to Ibrox. Now, I don't know whether mm-hmm. that's just people looking at his family history and putting two or two together. Probably. But Tom certainly seemed quite keen on moving on at the end of the season because he was, I mean, he was offered that a, a new deal. And he'll be on reasonable money up there as well. And he's, he's, he's one of these guys. I mean, he's first name in the team sheet. Like I'm saying, he's missed half a dozen games. He could have played right back at Fir Park for as long as he wanted, but I think he fancies himself as a as a midfielder, so fair play. He wasn't going to get that uh, that chance at Motherwell, so he's decided to move on. And Again, another guy that's done a great job for us in the past, so yeah, good luck to him, hope he gets his move. So Chris, what are you thinking about Celtic? Hard to tell, really. I mean, we've got the same problem we did last year. We've got Celtic who are expected to win everything. Uh, we're also expected to get into the Champions League, so if we don't get past Elfsburg, the the Season's a complete disaster already. Even if we do get past Elfsburg, we've still got another round to go. So we're looking to get to the Champions League group stages. And even if we get there, people will say, well, you made the last 16 last season, so you'll be hoping to get there again this season. So that takes us into the new year, hopefully still in Europe, still trying to compete for all three trophies. We won two of them last season, so people are going to be saying, well, you'll need to do the treble this year. It's it's probably, unless we do actually win the treble and get to the last 16 of the Champions League, people are going to say, eh, maybe you should have done better. So, whether we will do that or not, I don't know. I, I'm never confident in doing the treble, ever, because we just it's take so one difficult. bad game. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we had one bad game against St Martin, that was the treble, gubbed. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We, we had a few bad games in the league, but you can make them up, and we proved we managed to make them up, as uh, because it was pretty tight until we stopped playing the Champions League group stages, and then we went on a run through the sort of Christmas period into January in the league, where we just kept banging in the goals and stretched out a lead at the top of the league, and that pretty much that's the lead we finished with, pretty much. So, what do you expect for Celtic? I really don't know. <laughs> 
I think we're on to a, a loser or whatever we do. Yeah, a short a short of winning everything and winning the Champions League will always be will always be that sort of uh, that sort of accusation levelled at them that they've underachieved because yeah, I mean it's there's there's, there's almost no competition left in Scotland for Celtic if if you take it on a, a squad by squad money basis. But like you're saying, it's maybe not just as straightforward as that. So one bad game, you know, puts you out. I I find myself looking about the rest of the league to see what kind of challenge might make things better for us because. People keep we keep hearing things like oh Celtic could do with Rangers. It's it's not so much they need Rangers, it's they need a challenge. It doesn't necessarily have to come for Rangers. So you look at the rest of the league and you think, well, Aberdeen twenty five thirty years ago with a challenge, Dundee United twenty five thirty years ago with a challenge. This is back in the days Rangers were finishing fourth and fifth in the league, and yet you look at them and you think Dundee United. Uh, they've lost Wallow Flood, Johnny Russell, John Daly, Barry Douglas, Brian McLean, and they brought in David Goodwill for six months. Yeah. Well, I'll go and look they, at they the might, odds. They might not be as good as last season, and they've just scraped into the top six last season. Yeah. I actually fancy Motherwell to be the, the main competitor again. I think Aberdeen yeah. will probably improve in last season, because I Aber- think Derek McInnes will be bringing in... They have to improve at some point, but yeah. we've. I, I just remember saying this every year with Aberdeen. Surely this is the season that Aberdeen improve, and that's now three or four seasons, maybe even longer, that you're sitting there, and the, again, they fail to materialise into any sort of promising challenge inside and that's that's the problem in Scottish football just now the last few seasons the challenge has been coming from clubs like Motherwell Inverness St Johnston last season and that we just we just we just don't have the resources to even put up a, a fight consistently against Celtic and the clubs that do maybe they're not in the same par resources wise but have the crowds and the, and, and the infrastructure to maybe do it are your Hibs your Hearts your Aberdeen your Dundee United and almost to a man they've been They've been poor these last few years. I think, I think of, of the teams you're listing there, I think Aberdeen are probably the team that are likely to put up that challenge because Hearts have got far too many things yeah. wrong with them right now. Oh, just, yeah, if I, any I, challenge, I yeah, but if yep. they finish the season, they'll be delighted. Yeah. If they finish the season not bottom, they'll be over the moon. Uh, yeah. I think Hibs, we've seen already that they're struggling without the likes of Lee Griffiths. Um, yeah. I haven't seen anything that what they've brought in and what's gone out to say anything different. I don't think they're going to be. The, the challenge that Celtic are looking for. So I think you're looking at can Motherwell maintain what they were finished with last season? Well, they're going to struggle with that if they've changed half their team. But with James McFadden there, they might. Yeah. Can Aberdeen maybe lift themselves? But I, th- well, I, I think they've probably got the best chance in the, in the league for improving because the likes of Barry Robson's come in. They've got Greg Weld up again. I was quite a big fan of Greg Weld. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nicky Weaver's up for Sheffield Wednesday as well. They've got Wall of Flood in for Dun United. I don't particularly like Wall of Flood, but he's tenacious. Yep. Uh, he's and he'll do a, a job in this for a week, yeah. aye. Yeah. He'll do a job in the, uh, I was going to say SPL, Premiership, whatever the call he's, he's that guy, he's, he's played there and he knows he can play at that level. And him and Robson in the middle of the park, I mean, it might, it might not be the most attractive midfield, but I think I think that'll work quite well for him. I think aye. what Aberdeen will probably struggle with is what they struggled with last season, putting the ball in it, because I haven't seen anything in that list players that they brought in that says there's somebody that's going to get the goals. Well, they've got, they're still, they're still, yeah, they've still got Niall McGinn, but he got all the goals last season. He can't and and is he going to repeat himself. that this season? Will that's he repeat the that this season again? I, I don't know. Like, the, the other guys that they've lost is the likes of Isaac Osborne. He was in the score sheet. Uh, they've got Rory Fallon's away to St. Johnson. Gavin Ray, they've lost to Dundee again. Stephen Hughes is away. Did he really play much? No, I don't think no. he... He kicked the ball, really. Well, you reminded me about Rory Fallon there when he was playing for St. Johnson on Thursday there. He tried a overhead kick round at his, his own corner flag and it hit off his shin and went out for a throw-in. 
but I quite liked that when it, that was backs to the wall stuff and he's doing overhead kicks. <laughs> <laughs> he's worth the admission money alone, Rory Fallon. Really is. Digger's belief that he was given a football contract. But going back, back to the challenge and thing, the thing that for me looking at Motherwell is if we get our best 11 players on the pitch at the one time, like we did last season, more or less the whole way through, we can do well, we can put up a challenge. If we get two or three injuries, we're looking at under-19s. There's just right. no depth in that squad. It's, it's literally threadbare. And I know a lot of squads are, even Celtic are probably pairing back, but I mean, we're literally down to under-19s if there's, if there's a couple of injuries. I think the, the other thing I'm looking forward to this season is trying to see how the, the Highland teams kick on because they were the, mm. the surprise package last season, both finishing the top six, especially with this county having just come up. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see how they two go on. I think that's going to be the draw again this season is the, the Highland derbies because they were some of yeah. the best games last season. Uh, whether they will or not, I don't know because, again, they've, they've brought in players, let players go. I think Ross County have maybe strengthened because they would have been the team that wouldn't have done too much last season. They did enough to consolidate, but this season haven't finished. Was it fifth they finished last season? They can probably kick on a bit, hopefully. I think I've seen it so often in football that a team gets promoted and does really well and then in their second season they drop away. So I fear a little bit for Ross County not in terms of relegation, because no. I think there's uh, one clear favourite for that, but I think that uh, it's going to be a bottom six season. I, I, I reckon if Ross County finish bottom six, they'll probably be well clear of the, the trouble, yeah. but they might not make the top six this season. Yeah. Um, so we'll go on, we'll, we'll mention, uh, we're going to talk about the league winners and losers of every league, so we'll, we'll start with, like we'll continue on with the top tier there, because we're, we touched upon teams that we thought were going to be doing pretty well. Uh, I think Aberdeen's a good shout with their sign-ins. Uh, but I wanted to narrow it down maybe to say, well, who's going to win the league? I think it's pretty obvious who we're going to go with that. Uh, McBookie have Celtic at 1-66. They could have made it 1-67 and marketed it, come on. So in second place, I was going to go for Motherwell. I think they've been there, done it. I think that they're... They're the type of club I think that will handle it because it's a lot of pressure being uh, second place. And uh, I think Aberdeen haven't... I've got Aberdeen in third place because I think Aberdeen haven't done it in so long. I yeah. think it's going to be a bit too much for them. I would, I would, I would pretty much agree with everything you've just said. There. I think the, the thing that might scupper Motherwell is, as Greg says, if they get injuries. Especially if they get injuries to McFadden because... Okay, they've had six months at him. It was really good, and he stayed injury clear. But we know he's his injury past. If he can make another season injury free, fantastic. Um, but if they if Mullerwell lose him, then I can see Mullerwell nose diving because he does make. He's almost a talisman difference. Ah, mm. it's no. I mean, there's, there's there's no question over a winner. Certainly, uh, second place. I don't. I, I mean, I'm I'm naturally a, a pessimist, so um, I ain't picking Mullerwell for second. Um, I think. I think the sort of second and third spots there'll be a bit of a scramble for that. I would expect Aberdeen. Surely Aberdeen will be there or thereabouts this season because in terms of competition for anybody else, okay, Motherwell might, depending on injuries, might be up there as well. Possibly Dundee United, but again, I mean, like you were saying before, with the players they've lost and the guys have brought in, I'm not convinced they'll do much. St Johnston, for me, I mean, if St Johnston managed to kick on um, like, like they did last season and, and take a wee bit of inspiration for that. I don't think they'll be too far off uh, those spots as well. And uh, re-signing Murray Davidson if they can keep him fit and get him playing every week I mean that's a, that's a big, big boost to St Johnson. 
but really out with out with Aberdeen. Right, maybe Motherwell based in based in past records. Out with that, I think that the rest of the league's really I don't think there's going to be a great deal in it. Yeah. Can I go to the forum and I'll mention uh, the predictions from people from the forum. We've got JB who's been on the podcast before. He thinks Celtic's gonna win the league. I'll probably stop saying that because it's fairly obvious who they they think's gonna win the league. Motherwell second place, Aberdeen third place. We've got Hoops. Think St Johnson will get second place, just as just as you were saying there, Greg. Uh, Motherwell third, Laurie podcast regular reckons Aberdeen second, Motherwell third, and a new member in the forum. I'm I'm not sure if he's been serious about this, but he's went for Motherwell in second place and then Hibs in third. That's from Frisnet. I don't know really what his angle is there, but that's what he reckons. We haven't mentioned relegation yet, have we? Nope, I've moved on to relegation. That's almost Aye, seamless. Talk, talking to Hibs. Aye. <laughs> Aye, so I, well, I think the favourite for me, and I think the favourite of the, the bookies, I'll just tell you, well, I, I don't know, but Hearts are 500-1 to one to win the league. I don't know what they are to be relegated, but I'm sure there'll be odds on. I've got Hearts. It's, it's got to be the, the news today that the, the bids have been rejected and liquidation looks a very real threat. I would... I think they'll be relegated. I think that to me is, that that's the issue is can Hearts survive to the end of the season? I, th- I yes. think if they get relegated, they've a great season. Aye, <laughs> like survive the last season. day. If they get relegated, I think they've a great season because I expect them to be out of business. Yep, unfortunately, it looks that's yep. the way it's going. Although Laurie was being pretty positive on the forum, he says that's just that's the way expected things to go. Mm, well, in, in the course Jesus. of the last few hours, I've seen. Uh, they need to go back to the people that are putting in the bids and raise some more money to those people putting in the bids need to raise a million to those people putting in the bids need to raise several millions. Yeah. That money's increasing all the yeah. time. And yeah. for, I don't know, I'm not even sure you'd want Missoni to take you over. But for the supporters, as that keeps increasing, then the dream drifts further and further away from owning the club. I, I, I don't think that's a realistic thing because I think these, I think the creditors of this bank are looking at the asset which they have, which is Tynecastle, which yep. will have a figure on it, and I would, I would guess that's around what's, what's the debt they roads, but it's a fifteen million. I think that's around the fifteen twenty million mark for Tynecastle, yep. and you, there's no one going to come up with a package which even comes close to £20 Definitely. million. Pounds. Yep. I, I think that's the, that's a kicker for Hearts. I think it's I think they're gone. I think they're away. I, I have seen reports suggesting that, yeah, they could take Tynecastle, but what are they going to do with it? Because no one will give them planning permission. That's well, what I heard as well. I, I don't really know that kind of level of detail in that I'm not area. Giving, yeah, I, 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 I think that's scaremongering trying to yep. save the club. Because I think if you've got, if they if they own that bit of land, then what else are they going to do with it? There's nothing you're going to do with it other than play football there, and they ain't playing football there. So at some stage, Edinburgh City Council would be duty bound to turn that land over for, I mean, residential development. It's, it's prime, it's prime spot for that, or supermarkets, or one of these other things. But yeah, now going back to the relegation thing, I think if Hearts get relegated and end up in the first division, I think they've had a, a real result. So I'll go to the forum again. Laurie was. Thinking Partick Thistle, he's a, obviously a Hearts fan. Frisnet was thinking Partick Thistle as well, as well as JB. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I mean, that's it. again, it's the unknown quantity with Partick Thistle because they've come up. Everybody's assuming they're yeah. going to struggle, but then you look at Ross County last year, and they were one of the one of the form sides for a while. I I, I think Hibs, 
Do you know? I know Kiwi Smith be a knee jerk reaction to last weekend's result, but that was um, that was an absolute yeah. hounding. I did. It's been coming season. for two seasons. Yeah, yeah. Last, last, think, last season Hibs got thumped off Danny Wright in the first game of the season and I thought ah, they're rubbish and gone down um, they, they may actually be one of the worst teams in the SPL this season oh, sorry, the Scottish Premiership this season <laughs> <laughs> but I think that 15 point gap is going to be difficult for Aye. us to make up especially if they're working under such pressure and such a, a shoestring budget and uh, I think Hearts are capable of overhauling it whether they will, I don't know. I think they'll be that. Initially, I think they'll be that sort of, um, and especially if they're getting that place packed out with the number of season tickets. I mean, if the gates are open and there's people getting allowed in with their season tickets, they're going to have one almighty crowd behind them there. So there's going to be this sort of backs to the wall, scrapping for points. And I think that might serve them well in the initial part of the season. But unless the business side of things moves on according to that, I, I, I think it might all be for nothing. Yeah. Right, well, moving on to the championship. Again, I'm struggling to decide what to call them. Right, the championship. Who do you think First division. Let's win? just call it the first division. Let's not have this championship. You, to see, this is a problem. Head. Even we, we have got grown up in a generation where first means second. Yeah. So, the first division has been the second tier since the 1970s. Let's go yeah. back to one, two, three, and four. Yeah, you're right. I'll get confused if we call this the second division. Right, so who do we think will be promoted from this division and who will be relegated? The bookies are going for Dundee, 6-4 favourites, and Aloha are bottom, 33-1. So I'm going to go for Dundee. I think Dundee, uh, they look strong. They, they rallied round at the end of the season. I was really, fingers crossed, hoping that they would take it right to the last day of the season, but they didn't. But I think that they've got enough. I think I'm looking around the league and looking at who they're up against. And Falkirk, I just don't know what to expect from them. They're a bit up and down. Queenie South, too soon. So Dundee to win the league. And to be relegated, I think Dumbarton. I think that they they really recovered well when Ian Murray came in. But I think that they ended up struggling a wee bit at the tail end of the season. And they get drawn into, I think they were in the playoff at the end of the season, if I remember Correctly. No, Did they just Fenland miss a playoff? Yeah. Oh, yeah, right. Aye. Because Dunfermline ended up going down. Yeah. So I think I'm going to go for Dumbarton to be relegated and Dundee to win that league. Well, I'm going to go with the unknown quantity of Falkirk because I think Dundee have got a different challenge this season. Uh, John Brown was able to use a sort of siege mentality attitude of, right, you were gubbed. Everybody thinks we're going down. Let's prove them wrong in the SPL last season. And he did a pretty good job of that. But it's a completely different challenge being able to. Being the favourites to win all the games and go up, I think Falkirk have been there and done that before. They're u- usually a good entertaining side to watch. I mean, they made the the Scottish Cup semi final and were three up against Hibs at one point. I remember. Mm-hmm. See, everybody, yeah. be, everybody can be bagging the goals against Hibs. Well, let's keep them out. If you're Falkirk in the first division team, but I, th- I, I think I think Falkirk are probably best positioned to go up. I, th- I agree with you. I think it's probably too soon for Queen of the South. The fact of lost Nicky Clark is going to be a big influence yep. on that as well. Um, I think I don't, I don't doubt Queen of the South will stay up. Um, I think Alwa will struggle and maybe in the playoff, but I think it'll be Cowden Beath with them. Yep. Uh, I had uh, relegation. I agree. I think I think Cowden Beath are away. I think Alwa will do just enough. To stay in the league, so I know they are. I know they've got sort of um, 
grand plans for, uh, for 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 climbing the leagues and moving on. So I think they'll do enough to stay up there at the top of the table. I mean, the sensible the sensible money's on Dundee, um, given what they did last season and almost escaped relegation. But I think I think the first division, or sorry, the championship is such a is such a scrapper a league. I mean, it's a real a real real tight one that. Um, Dundee, Falkirk, both a good chance. But I'm going to go. I'm going to plump for Morton as a bit of an outsider because it's uh, it's years since I've been to Greenock, so I'm going here's, to go for Morton. To come here, here's the ultimate question though: Have the SPFL put the playoff in place for between the Premiership and the Championship? I thought they did. I thought it's there. I if it's if it's there, that is going to make the, the Championship a hell of a lot more exciting because then you're talking about Falkirk, Morton, Dundee. Maybe Livingston, maybe even Queen of the South, all fighting it out for an automatic promotion and three playoff places. Mm. All to try and get in the SPL. And that suddenly makes the relegation from the Premiership a lot more entertaining as well. Because you think, all right, Hearts are gubbed, let's ignore them. Who else is going to be in there? Because mm-hmm. yeah. then you start thinking, it could be St. Martin, could be Hibs, could be Parker Russell. Yeah, I've only heard Hibs. a time scale at the bottom, the bottom tier from the, the Highland and the Lowland League. But as far as I'm aware, about this. That's not starting until 2014-15. So yes, the bottom yep. bottom of League 2, the fourth tier, will be going nowhere this season. They'll, they'll still be in that tier. But I haven't heard anything about the playoff for the, between the, the Premiership and the Championship. Oh. Right, we'll go back down a league to Division 2 or League 1, whatever <laughs> you want to call it, or Division 3 if you're Chris. Tier number 3. <laughs> right. Who's going to win the league? Dunfermline. No, I'm only kidding. Right. Dunfermline, if they survive, because they're another one that are in trouble, obviously, because they've got a, a CVA meeting with the creditors tomorrow. Yep. So this will probably, probably be old news by the time uh, the podcast goes out. But, yeah, yeah, I'll get it out tonight. Don't you worry about it. Okay, well, right. <laughs> we're talking about 11 o'clock tomorrow morning. So if you listen to this and it's not 11 o'clock Tuesday morning yet, hopefully Dunfermline will survive. Aye, um I think, as far as Hearts go, there's, there's pessimism at the moment in certain quarters. I think Dunfermline is slightly different. The, the, it's the Pars fans themselves are the preferred uh, bidder. I think there's optimism that the CVA will go through. There doesn't seem to be anybody saying otherwise. So, hopefully, Dunfermline will survive and be able to pick up. But they're up against Rangers, let's face it. No one's going to win that at all, Rangers. I think McBookie have Rangers at 1-20. I think that... ハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハハ
That's just but a local rivalry. That's the that day, beef. <laughs> right, Greg, that's official. Your change to Hamilton. Right, who do you think will go down for the league that Rangers is in, whatever it's called? League one. <laughs> I'm going Stenhouse Mule. Greg, you you still going for Airdrie? I'm sticking with Airdrie. <laughs> That's no joke here. Airdrie right. go. Right, down the bottom tier. Division 3, League 2. I'm going to go <laughs> to be promoted. I'm going to go for Peterhead. But I put a wee mention for Sterling Albion. I think they're one to watch. For this. So although I've not mentioned second place in the other divisions out with uh, out with La Liga, I'm going to go for <laughs> Sterling Albion to finish second. <laughs> And to be, to finish bottom, the worst team in the tiers is Easterland. I think that's an easy bet. This is, you're making that joke about calling the top tier La Liga. Our third tier is called League One, which is the same as the French top tier. Yep. <laughs> it's it's a lot of work. There's a lot of work went behind the scenes there, Chris. I, well, thinking, yeah. I, I feel sorry for League Two. They haven't been able to come up with anything to make that sound like the top tier either. <laughs> What I like is Rangers have been fra- fast tracked. They've been moved up a league. It's going to be Division <laughs> Two now. It's League One. Sounds much better. Maybe <laughs> the championships. Right, I'm going with Peter Reid. I think they were unlucky not to get it through last time. Uh, they lost it at the playoff final. I think. I think right in saying that. Uh, and Easter on the bottom again, just because it's tradition. Yep. Aye, Easter on to go down. Well, Easter <laughs> on to be rooted to the bottom of the structure. And uh, Queen's Park to win it for me. And go QP. Queen's Park. Well, I was thinking that they're going to have a lot of money after that season with Rangers, but I'm not sure. I think they've lost a few players in the summer. I see them. They've lost. Aye, Park bought up a few players. So I don't know, but they seem to have a good conveyor belt down there for bringing uh, bringing young kids through. So maybe they'll land there for a couple of gems. Yeah. Right, we've touched upon it quite a few times in the podcast, but I want to discuss in detail the farce that is the league names. Right, we we heard that it was going to happen, and there was lots of rumours flying about. What's it going to be called? What's the top tier going to be called? What's this going to be called? And then Doncaster comes out and says there was a lot of work done behind the scenes, and we've copied England. Yep, we've got the Premiership, the Championship, League One, and League Two. Now, other than English football, where does he come? Where have these names come from? Because the Championship doesn't mean anything to me, other than the championship in England. It's just, it's bizarre. And then to it, go down to League One and League Two, again, that just, doesn't mean anything other than England. It just shows a staggering lack of imagination. I mean, I, 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 almost beyond belief, lack of imagination. And as I mentioned earlier on today, it just, it's almost as though they've done it as a joke. You can imagine them sitting yeah. in his office saying, hey, what's this for a laugh? Come, we'll just, come, we'll just name the leagues after what they've got in England because they're just going to notice they're not daft enough. They're just Aye. going to moan about it and then they go, I mean, I'm convinced the guy's taking the piss. I'm convinced he's just in there taking, there'll be like a documentary comes out in a few years and there'll be a Neil Doncaster and they'll be saying, watch what we're going to do now. We're going to rename this the Premiership in front of crowds of 2,000 folk. I, the, really, the really sad thing for me is this clown shoe has been voted back into that position and he's going to be doing this for another three or four years. And, and supporters everywhere are just sitting back and saying, oh God, Doncaster again. It's time people got up and did something about it. This is not the guy to be taking the game forward in this country. His credibility is absolutely zero. Well, let's rewind back to 12 months and the SPL couldn't pay their member clubs. There was a, a cash flow issue. Now we're in a situation where we don't have a title sponsor for our top tier 
and Doncaster says it's only 20% of the income. Now, remember, 12 months ago, he couldn't pay the clubs, and now he's mm-hmm. saying that losing out on 20% of the income is no big deal, is how he puts it. I well, think that, it's farcical. Well, it's fine. See, when you come to pay your electricity bill and for your floodlights, just say, that's all right, it's 20% short, but it's no big deal. Don't worry about it. It's only 20%. Don't worry, you've got to pay the police. Say, it's, it's 20% short, but don't worry about it. I mean, it's, 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 it's in a the fact we're sitting less well, than well, a week to the start of the season. Well, they're still talking about the fact that they have sponsors in the pipeline, I believe. So, <laughs> oh, if you get your finger out, you might get them ready for the, the, the start of the season, but it starts on Friday, so hurry up. Because what, what happens with the, let's say you're Sky and you've got the, you've got the Scottish games, all the, all the rebranding has to be done for all your adverts and all the rest of it, because that's a big part of your, 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 your um, commercial responsibility is to have that out there and being yep. promoted. And clubs have done nothing about this because they don't know who it is. So if you've got billboards to go up at grounds in three days' time, we don't have a sponsor. The fact of the matter is we don't have a sponsor. That's 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 the bottom line. And there's a huge smoke screen just now. And for some reason, the clubs and the media just seem to be sticking their head in the sand and saying, oh, well, hopefully it'll get sorted out. I don't think MD wants to admit that, you know what, if we don't have a corporate sponsor, this entire league is a bust. They're not allowed to admit it to the TV companies and they're not admitting it to themselves I think it's I think it could be on the verge of just a collapse here because without that money forget it with the passing days as well the the contracts become uh, ever increasing devalued because we mentioned the the promo for Sky for BT Sport they would love to be saying we've got the the SFF Premiership live on our channel They'd love to say that for the last couple of weeks, but they've not got a chance. So a title sponsor comes in and says, oh, by the way, we've missed out on that two weeks here, so we're going to pay you less than we were going to. And that's assuming that they come in now. It could be weeks away still. Mm -hmm. But uh, to be honest, I don't think I've really heard Scottish football mentioned much by Sky or by uh, BT Sport. They seem to be pushing the English Premiership, as per usual. The English Premiership, not the Scottish Premiership. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe they're hoping everybody just gets confused. When they've right. renamed it the Premiership, says, oh, that's great. We, we've yeah. got Premiership football. <laughs> North and south of the border. <laughs> and then in small print at the bottom of the screen, just a wee, a wee asterisk which says Scottish Premiership football. <laughs> Can I get my money back, please? On the plus side, does myself to have finally made it into the Premiership. <laughs> oh, there's no via this backdoor route buying up a club down south. Eh? Oh, I don't even talk to you about that. <laughs> that's a horrific idea. <laughs> On, on, on so many levels. I find it funny. I find it appalling. <laughs> I, I genuinely hope it's just somebody's went, Celtic were set up for the Irish community in Glasgow, so let's set up a football team for the Irish community in Carlisle, whoever it is, and we'll, we'll, we'll go with the same idea and then we'll, we'll, we'll see how we get on. And if that's what it is, then fair enough. If it's any day we actually try to get Celtic down to the English set up, get stuffed, I'm having none to do with it. To think about it seriously, you're right. But I just like it now because it's quite funny. It's quite interesting to think that somebody's got such a long-term plan. I'd like to move on to the charity bet. Last season we done a charity bet. Luckily, McBookie gave us £10 every week to bet or to lose. And <laughs> in the unlikely event of us winning, it all went into a pot and we managed to donate over £300 to Click Sergeant last season. And this season, McBookie have agreed to continue that again. And they're going to give us the usual £10 charity bet, which we can put on whatever bet we want. Normally, we go for a match each in Scottish football. 
And in addition to that, they're also going to give us a £10 bet on a first goal scorer from the Championship, League 1 or League 2. So that's a wee bonus. So that's a, a right. total of £20 they're giving us every week, which I think is really good at McBookie. And I'm really grateful to them for helping us out like that because at the end of the day, charity will win. So this week, since we've not got any Championship, League 1 or League 2 games coming up, we're just going to stick with the, the single £10 bet and we're going to choose three matches. We've got the Premiership starting and we've also got the League Cup. So I think I'm going to go first and I want to go for, I want to keep it easy. I say this every week and I don't <laughs> keep it easy, but I try my best. I'm going to go for Rangers. One to three. <laughs> how many t- Chris, how many times have we heard that same sentence uh-huh. over the last 12 months? It's I'm all different this Rangers. season. It's all different. Uh, got... sh- surely they can't make a message like they did last season. Oh, surely. God. We've got B trialist playing for us. He's quite good. He looks a lot like Nicky Law, but it's B trialist. Right, I'm going to go one to three on Rangers. That's against four for us, isn't it? That's against four for Athletic. Hmm... Celtic against Ross County. The the evening, early evening kickoff, Chris. I'm sure you'll enjoy that. Actually, you know what? I, I'm quite happy of the early evening kickoff. I wish the early evening kickoffs were there for the away games, but we're never getting that. You know, you need to go up to Aberdeen at lunchtime instead. Thanks very much, SPL. But uh, no, oh yeah, pretty much up. <laughs> How many times have you got to do that this season? <laughs> oh, I think it'll happen all over. <sighs> SPFL won, right? Ah, I'm going to... No, I'm not going for Celtic. That's just daft. Because that'll be silly odds. I'm going to go... The Burning versus Motherwell. That's in the telly on uh, Sunday. Yep, Sunday. Yep, yep, yep. Let's go with Motherwell. Oh, Chris. <laughs> Five to four. I wasn't touching them. That's um, all right. If I take them, it's fine. If you, if you take them, them it's all right. I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I like the look of... Um, I like the look of St. Johnston at home to Hearts, and I also quite like the look of Aberdeen at home to Kilmarnock. Uh, in fact, I like Inverness at home to St. Mirren as well. You're liking a lot, yeah. Oh, me. Let's go with... Let's go St. Johnston. No, let's go Aberdeen. Right, Aberdeen. Aberdeen at home to Kilmarnock. Am I still allowed to pretend that I work it all out in my head? No. If you like. One, two, three, and a... <laughs> Carry the 5 to 4 and that's a 10, uh, 57 pound 27 pence back on our 10 pound free bet from McBookie yeah. that's what I like to hear and so next week we get to do that and we get to do the top scorer thing as well see the first scorer is it first scorer? it's first scorer aye, aye. first scorer every week first top scorer, scorer. why do we top scorer? That's a, that's a new market top scorer at the yep. top, top scorer on one day <laughs> Yep, he's got two. He's a top scorer. <laughs> see, right. uh, McBookie are sponsoring the, it looks like the junior leagues. See if you look on their website and you look under uh-huh. football and you scroll down, you come to the scomcbookie.com Super League, Premier League, North Division and South Division. Cool. And that all looks like, that looks like junior sides. So there you go, getting right into grassroots of Scottish football and not just supporting the podcast with a charity bit. Aye, I, money where their mouth is. I thought they would have blown their budget sponsoring us with this <laughs> £20 charity bet. Aye, they must have a spare 10 or 3. 
I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I must admit, I'm looking forward to seeing how the sort of the war league's got. I'm especially interested to see how the the, the new Lowland League gets on. Yeah. But we'll probably talk about that next week because we're running out of time tonight. Yeah, <laughs> aye, it's a it's a busy one. This when we do our preview, I'm sure the very first episode was a preview, and I'm sure it was like three hours long. <laughs> that was when I I sounded very boring, and I I'm sure I got very drunk, and I aye, it, it wasn't the same back then. It wasn't as funny unless you wanted to laugh at me. <laughs> It's fine, every preview is expected there a wee bit longer. So. Yeah. But aye, we'll, we'll talk about the Lowland League next week, I think. It's, it doesn't start till the 10th of August, I believe, anyway. So it gives us a bit of time. Yeah. Right, so now we're going to move on to do predictions, because on the forum, I run a free, previously an SPL predictor, but now it's a Premiership <laughs> predictor. <laughs> and basically you predict the score of each game in the top tier and you get three points if you get the score exactly correct and you get one point if you get the score wrong but the result correct so for example if you say that Celtic will win 3-1 and they win 2-1 then you get one point so the first game up is on Friday evening and it's live on the telebox and I'm Beaky just going spot. to take a Take a stab at BT Sport. That's what that's I thought it was going to be. So Derek Ray has been plugging it all week, so that's why I know. Aye, Derek Ray's back on BT Sport, which is good. Yep. Absolutely brilliant. And I've I mean, that means, of course, we've got Derek Ray on BT Sport and Ian Crocker on uh, Sky Sports. So that's that's I'm happy with that. I like the two. That's two very good commentators. I'm I'm actually interested to see how Gary McAllister gets on alongside uh, Derek Ray on BT Sport. It'll hopefully, be a bit better than. What we've had previously. No, so. Has Burley signed up? Craig you know? Burley. Um, don't care. I Hopefully think, not. I haven't heard his name mentioned. I think so. he was destined for bigger things. I think they preferred him on the, the English football because I think they thought he was pretty good. But I'd like to see him and Derek back. They had good banner. Oh. No, I hope Gary McArthur's more positive about Scottish football than Craig Burley because Craig Burley just needs punched. <laughs> right, so the first game, Partick Thistle against Dundee United. I'm going to go for... A nil-nil. <laughs> the poor man, straight up the bat. <laughs> straight in there, there's, a poor there's man. There's a way to talk up Scottish football, isn't it? I, I think we're going into this too excited. We're too excited and it's going to just be a nil-nil. One Straight each for me. Each. Ah, I reckon one each as well. Uh, I was trying to find out uh, if Partick Thistle get to have a wee flag before the game. You know how like Celtic's got a flag day the following day. I was trying to find out if Partick Thistle have as well. And as far as we're aware, yes, they do. In fact, see if you check the fixtures, even next week, you see Queen of South and Rangers have both got home games as well. So it Aye. seems to be uh, that what? all the division winners are at home in the first game of the season to show off their championship flag, depending on what tier they were in. I got my season ticket again. I'm going halfers again with my mate, and it's my mate's turn for the first game of the season, oh, so he's going oh, to get to see the what? flag. Oh. Is it one of the big iron brew flags they've got to get? <laughs> one of the orange and blue ones? Actually, is that even sponsored by iron brew anymore? I don't think it is. is it? I don't think it is. No, I don't no. think it is. It's all under SPFL, by the way. I've still got my... any sponsors for it. I've still got my iron brew flag from the one in the third division at work. Greg, I might get that out tomorrow. Definitely, mate. Get that up. Moving on to Saturday, and normally Celtic would be on lunchtime, but I think this season... And this is me just taking a guess. I'm thinking that they're wanting to explore the early evening kickoff, and quarter past five is when Celtic's playing. So we'll start with them. Uh, they're playing live on Sky Sports One. I think. Skip other games that day then. Huh? 
But we started talking about that, and then I thought, well, it'd be silly if I jumped back to Aberdeen Killy. So I thought, I'd, I thought it would be seamless if I just seamless kept going I, with it. It's seamless. <laughs> so, sorry, Aberdeen, come on, I'm is a burden, but we're just getting over you. No, no, we're going to go back. We're going to go back. <laughs> right, I'm going to go two-one to Celtic. Uh, it's usually a tight game, the first game of the season, so I think I'll go. Aye, two-one sounds good to me. Three nothing home win. And now, going back to the 3 o'clock kickoff <laughs> on a Saturday, that's that's the order it should be done in. We've got Aberdeen against Kelly, 2-0 Aberdeen. Mm, 2-1 Aberdeen. We're going to go 1-0 Aberdeen. Then we've got Inverness against St Mirren. I'm going to go for a home win. I'm going to go 3-1. 2-0. 2-1 home win. Then we've got two games on Sunday because uh, Johnson game was rearranged due to European competition. The first game up is Hibs against Motherwell and we've chosen Motherwell in the charity bet so I can't go against that. I'm going to go 2-0 to Motherwell. What channel is that one on? Sky. Sky got that as well? Since Sky Sports 1. Excellent. Sky Sports 1's even better because you don't want to be a 4. A 4 gets about half the audience. <laughs> so I think I think that's maybe explaining why we're on the, the, the 5.15 kickoff as well. It's because there's no English games yet. Once the English games are back and taking up all the decent slots, you'll find that Celtic are on at 3 in the morning and things like that. I could be right. I wondered if they were just wanting to explore it because Sky usually shows the championship game at that time. Because previously ESPN had the Saturday early evening kickoff, so oh. I thought they were maybe just exploring something new, seeing no, if it worked. Just, they'll, they'll just be filling it with Scott, Scottish games because the English games haven't started yet. I mean, let's face it; by this point in the season, everyone's desperate to watch any old football. That's why BBC were showing the yep. women's games. Yeah. I, I tried think... watching that. I, I tried watching the, the women's Euro 2013 final yesterday, actually, uh, between Germany and Norway. And to be honest, it was rotten. I tried to, I tried to talk it up. I, I, I really want women's football to be good, but it's no. Yeah. I'm just looking ahead at the TV fixtures, and it seems that Sky have now got the early evening kickoff on the Saturday. They've got Swansea, Man City on the 17th at that time, then they've got Aston Villa, Liverpool on the 24th of August. So uh, maybe, maybe they've just got that kickoff, and they're just trying to keep that filled every week. So we might see more Scottish games there. I'm just not sure. Right, well, Hibs against Motherwell. Greg? 3-1 uh, to Motherwell. 2-0 to Motherwell. And then the rearranged tie, St. Johnson against Hearts. I'm going to go for 2-0 to St. Johnson. Mm. Wouldn't it surprise me if Hearts, do you know what I mean, just sneaked something out of this? I'm going to go oh, I'm going to go two each. Depends how much St. Johnson given Thursday night, I suppose. Mm. Are they away first? They are they away are. first, yep. 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 We can make it tough. Yeah, let's go with a draw. One each. One each. That's a where a mother will first leg. Home. A home. That's probably better then. Uh, so yeah, at least at least the ties know over the time I pay twenty five pound to go and watch them getting their asses felt. Hey, that's the uh, predictions done for the first weekend. If you want to join the predictor, go to. And why wouldn't you? And why wouldn't you? Exactly. The time it takes me. Put in all them fixtures and put in all them results. <laughs> write the code, all of that. Right. So join at forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk/predictor, and you can get it. It's free to join, Greg. Free, what can I, I say? believe it's still free to join. It's... In this day and age, what's free? Exactly. Exactly. Speech. Speech. <laughs> oh, free speech. 
Almost. Right, and if you're not a member of the forum, get yourself sorted and get yourself down to forums.scottishfootballforums.co.uk. You can log in using your Twitter or your Facebook or just go for an email and password if you're old school and weird. <laughs> Aye, and, uh, I'm, I'm on it occasionally and uh, Greg probably knows the URL if he's got it in his bookmarks. I'm never on it. Since <laughs> right. stop that music thread, that's me. I don't can hear it now. It's just all about Scottish football and all that. No, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> As you can tell for listening to this. See, you, and... you need to check it and not say for work threads. Oh, well, right. That's where our reaction is. Oh, they're good. I do like them. But you need to be and careful, Greg. See, see if David Cameron's going to be bringing in his porn band. That, that's, that's the best we're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> I, for the second time in the Scottish Football Forum's podcast history, we went live. And are you ready for the stats? <laughs> <Are you ready? laughs> right, we've got right now two listeners. Get in there. Right, thanks for sticking with us. That's I think that's going to be the footy gaffer. I think he'll be listening. Another one's you. <laughs> Another one's me, probably. Yeah. Bye, thanks for listening. Hey, but thanks for listening to everyone who's listening to this. Not just those that listen live, because obviously you'll be listening via your the usual podcast via iTunes or wherever you got it from. The other three people. Other three Oops. people, yep. <laughs> Bye. And we'll be back next week. We'll be back to our usual format because the season will have started and we'll have games to discuss, which will be good. Be good to discuss the new Premiership season. Get excited about it. Although the big guns don't really start until the week after or the leagues don't start. The 10th, we've got League Cup duty. It's just cups to start us off. It's so good that we're all refreshed and ready to go again for the coming season. See, when it comes to January, we'll all be too sleepy. Yeah. And I'll be bothering about it. Or, or maybe it'll just be me that's too sleepy. Ah, oh, uh, switched hi, off. Hey. We're down to one listener. It's <laughs> because <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the listeners. <laughs> that's great banter. <laughs> oh, man. Right. <laughs> well, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Cheers. Bye. Bye.